This is you want the listeners to be sad. This is suffering. This is this is terror. I didn't even doing. mean for this to happen. I'm this sorry. This is terrorism. What's happening here? Welcome everyone to episode 21 of 99100, the show counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your herringbone host, Sparky Shelton. And I am your pinstripe host, Tino Mickens. And I'm fucking pissed off. Say your name. I'm Ryan. Do it again. As always, I'm Ryan. Okay. Fucked it up, but okay. Okay, so now let's get into the meat of it. What's what's up, buddy? Why, Why are, are you pissed you, um, off, what's bud? Well, it's directly related to this movie. I was going to do this hilarious thing where instead of me being me for our little opening talk, it was going to have my roommate sit down and, and do the little opening talk before the before we all started, you know, the, the banter, the good chats. But okay. I forgot. That's why That's you're all. pissed off is because you didn't do a bit that you didn't have any reason not to do? <laughs> you forgot. Exactly. You forgot. <laughs> yeah. So you're, mad, why... you're pissed off at yourself. You're angry yeah. at yourself and you're taking it out on us and our six listeners. Well, three listeners because three of them are us. No, no. We have eight listeners. Two of them are you two. I don't fucking download this garbage podcast. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> So we have six. I similarly am mad at myself, Ryan, because I ate uh, like trash today, and I feel bad. I feel like a stone, like one large rock. Solid as a rock. Solid as a rock. (sighs) Am I right? Sorry to hear that. Like a rock lobster, you could say? (laughs) No, man. I'm talking a, a, a circle of stone. I'm talking like like minerals that have been compacted for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And that's Shine what I feel bright like. like a diamond, man. <laughs> Amen to that I guess one, so. Brother. I'll try. That's what you just described to me. You're feeling like a diamond today. But it's sort of like, you know how a diamond is see-through? You feel transparent? No, no, it's like, I'm like a diamond if the diamond was just full of pudding. <laughs> just full of chocolate pudding. Is that what, oh, like a, a diamond. blood diamond. <laughs> Is that what you ate? No. If you'll believe you it. Tell us what you ate. <laughs> what did you eat? <laughs> oh, you know, a little here and there. I actually, I've been trying to keep it light recently. Me too, man. Me too. Trying to get my trichomes down. <laughs> yeah, so I just had like a little salad slice of toast you know and that made you feel like shit yeah well i have a small stomach i said oh it's tiny okay well i have to like <laughs> i have to eat like a two family sized thing from bojangles to even feel anything anymore yeah no honestly for me for like a normal meal if we're talking like a normal meal just to get satiated i'll usually have like a bar yeah like a i i fuck with the um with the uh 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 what are those ones they're not a luna bar what are they no 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 like a snickers oh (laughs) yeah i was talking about a laura bar no it's like those commercials 
you know, you're not you when you're hungry. You're not you when you're hungry. The Snickers really actually kind of does the work that you wanted the food to do the whole time. Mm. And the food was never really doing it for you. But you have a Snickers. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's on some Willy Wonka shit. Yeah, Snickers really paid us way too much money for how many listeners we have for this ad. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, it's something like $35,000 per listener per week. That's... I mean, we should probably like distribute it to people at that point. And Sparky, you should definitely start downloading it because I mean, that's some easy <laughs> that's money. That's true. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> well, they'll know. I want to keep them honest, you know. Well, speaking of way too much money, our movie this week is the 1999 <laughs> classic, being John Malkovich. Woo! A great. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: a great film. A great film. Yeah, I'll agree. I'll agree that that is a spoiler, and you should have kept it to yourself. Okay, I'll bleep it out. Yeah, thank you. I'll bleep it I out. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, this, this one, this one penned by uh oh, you know that guy? Who's that guy? Yo, that Charlie, guy. Charlie Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman, Yo, and he is directed by uh oh, you know that guy from Her? Remember him? He wrote Her. He was her. Uh, he was, that was her. Yeah. Phoenix. Uh, that is yeah, Joaquin. What? Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Thank you. Not Joaquin Phoenix. Why did you put that in my head if you knew it was falsehood? I well, said that. Why Joaquin did you do Phoenix that? Ryan? Was in her. He was in the movie. He was, and he had a mustache. I find Joaquin Phoenix and her much more terrifying and sort of like shivery than his Joker. <laughs> Um, granted I have not seen one minute of Joker and I can only make it like halfway through her okay so in that case maybe you shouldn't talk about what you don't know about huh buddy maybe I shouldn't was John Cusack in any of these movies John Cusack was in um, what's the movie with the boombox being John Malkovich that's right say anything that's been killing me you know, yeah. I took a film. In <laughs> Has that really been killing you, though? Yeah, because I took a film in society class. <laughs> it's been taking class. him down. He's been gripping his chest in the night, just hoping his heart will start up again. I took a film in society class in high school. Um, with <laughs> didn't we all? With did, I didn't. Did you take that, Tino? No. I so it was Mr. Who his name I'm gonna bleep because I'm about to fucking shred this dude. <laughs> He's an absolute wart, my <laughs> He's friend. He's the worst fucking guy. <laughs> he said he was the sociology teacher, and he told more transphobic jokes in the unit about transgendered people than probably any inter- internet commenter. Uh, in the world his joke let me tell you this is this is from a sociology class which i took uh freshman year um and i'll lay this on you um he said uh he whenever we talked about about the transgender community his thing was like well watch a documentary it's about uh you know john goes to the philippines comes back jill okay and then he did like a stupid little laugh oh and he did that mm, 45 times um, he said, John, he said, he said, John comes back as a Jill. Here's the thing. Already such a stupid, just reprehensible joke, like absolutely has no reason to be said and then laughed at in a high school class. 
but it's... also isn't the opposite of jill jack haven't, haven't we as a society all sort of agreed on that well this was in the pre-jack and jill era of sociology you know when adam sandler <laughs> Blessed us all with Jack and Jill. He really solidified that as a name pairing. I um, forgot that movie existed, and you brought it back into my brain. And I would, oh man, I'm sorry, buddy. But I, I, I remember. Ryan's whole thing today is just being reminded of things. <laughs> Pay Dude, eyelashes, your mortgage. You. Um, Did you guys hear something? <laughs> that, yeah, was the, was that? that was the. That was the ghost of 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 that tries to haunt millennials and Gen Zers, but it doesn't work because none of us have mortgages. Um, nice. I got rent. But, but what, I, what was I saying about, oh, I took a film and society cl- class and the units were like, were like uh, uh, vigilantes, the old West prison. It was just like movies that he liked that he vaguely tied together. And we all fucking scribbled notes because we were idiots. But we did watch Say Anything. Like, I remember watching Say Anything. And I can't fucking remember what the tie-in was. <laughs> he probably just wanted to watch a John Hughes movie. He was like, uh, folks, here's how the other side of the tracks lives. All right. Here's a normal movie. A normal like, movie okay, for the here's working the control. man. He's like, all right. It's the beginning of the unit. Here's the control film. This is what normal life is. Okay? <laughs> I strive like, to this. I feel like it's a miracle I still like movies after that class because if that's... Even when I was in the class, I thought, if this is what fucking film study is actually like, we're all fucked. Yeah, um, well, speaking of films... Speaking of films, we watched one. Oh, that's yeah. so true. <laughs> we did watch one. I'm guys. sorry. Oh my God. Just, we he makes my fucking it. blood boil. Starring John Cusack, his his wife, Cameron Diaz, yep. and none other than Charlie Sheen. And featuring John Malkovich. John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy movie. Let's just start off by saying that. Charlie what, Kaufman what, at his wackiest. What a wacky mind that guy has, huh? Yeah, he's always thinking of crazy little things to just get me going. Just get my mind racing, you know? He, he, <clears> yeah, <throat> he, he, what's, what's he smoking? <laughs> Where can I okay, get me okay, some okay, of it? Okay, right, I have okay, a question yeah. about settle this down. movie. Sorry, so I'm, settle I'm down. Gonna, Sparky, settle down. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, What's gonna go. he smoking? <laughs> Sparky, hey, Sparky, can you, Sparky, gonna, can you cool gonna, it on that? It wasn't a, just, it wasn't a very funny joke, yeah. okay? I'm just gonna. So we're all gonna move on from that joke, okay, I'm just man? Gonna in, I'm just gonna interject here. Yeah, Ryan, what's up, dude? I have a question about this movie, so I'm going to start by describing the beginning of the movie. It's very early on in the film. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Because John Cusack, it, how does it, oh, okay, well, it opens up with him as, it opens up with this immaculate, super detailed puppetry scene where it's of this incredible dance number by this puppet, and it slowly pans up, and you see John Cusack just breathing heavily while he's making these puppets dance. Yeah, it's and, like a uh, marionette. It's a marionette. Yeah. And then he uh he goes he goes to bed. Um like at, it, like he leaves his little puppet workshop. And his wife Cameron Diaz comes in after feeding all the all the all the all the little animals they they live with, which is 
what I wanted to ask about. What is her occupation? Why did why do they have a monkey and like six dogs and a bird that screams about alarms? Um, I don't know. I don't think it ever got addressed. They might have addressed it, but you know, I just assumed that either she was some kind of like veterinarian or she just has a hobby for sort of animal husbandry. She <laughs> likes to help raise these 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 animals. Okay. Well. Yeah. Thanks for answering that. And she kind of okay. likes the animals more than John Cusack sometimes. I yeah, think well, that's we find probably that out, true. You know. Yeah, she's really taken that monkey to bed a lot. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, Elijah. No, hey, no. Elijah. What? Where my Jews at? They leave the bed open for. <laughs> they leave the bedroom door open for Elijah. You know what I'm saying? And Elijah's a, an and, ape. And Elijah's <laughs> a fucking monk. Um, I don't he... know if that's acceptable to joke about, but Ooh, I'll yeah, let the editors decide. Oh, yeah, apologies to. I didn't mean it, Sorry Elijah. That was a that joke. One. The Elijah, you get it. The, you get it. It's a joke. The being, monkey in the movie enough. is called Elijah, <laughs> so we're not saying anything about anyone. Um, lest we be sued, uh, she doesn't. Cameron Diaz doesn't fuck monkeys. I just want to no. get that out there. I know that's not <laughs> what we were insinuating. She doesn't fuck them, but she does bring them to the bed. She sleeps with the monkey. Yeah, but we're saying sleeps as in as in falls asleep, falls unconscious. I don't want anybody to get any impression. I don't want to get another email from a lawyer. I'll say it. Um, yeah, we did get DMCA'd a couple times. <laughs> yeah, we got I think we ensued, we ensued on some past episode that, like, Henry Winkler had had some affair with a few iguanas, you know, and, and I think that was just sort of out of, out of hand. We also did insinuate uh, that Meryl Streep fucked an ape, but his name was, um, oh, God damn it, that bit would have, fuck, what was his name? What was the guy from Music of the Heart? Oh fuck! Coco the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Who are no, you talking about? We're talking about the big fucking dude, the guy. The guy. His, his you know name? The guy. What you was guys his know name? The guy. Oh, the guy who she knew from high school. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about J. O. Sanders. Listen, the point I was, is John Cusack. Okay. John Cusack. John Cusack is a puppeteer. Al- also, doesn't fuck John- monkeys. John Cusack does not funk monkeys. He's a puppeteer, but he's not making any money. He's doing these street performances, and they're weird. They're kind of they're a little erotic, a little little sexual, a little spicy, you know. And the kids don't want to watch that. And the kids is who wants to watch puppet shows. So he gets punched by a dad one time, you know, and he looks for a a real job, and he finds one in an office on the (laughs) seventh and a half floor. What? What? Yeah, and the ceilings are low as hell. Maybe three feet tall, maybe four. No, nah, they're probably like four, four and a half, because like, they're like shoulder height, so they just kind of got to crick their necks a little bit, you know what I mean? Okay, sure, 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 sure. It's a low ceiling is my point. Um, he goes into the interview. The boss is this super weird guy. Um, his receptionist has this, uh, well, Sparky described it well in previous times as a reverse speech impediment it is a reverse speech impediment because she is somehow under the assumption that everybody who is speaking is just fucking it up real bad i'm sorry Um, tino did you understand a word that sparky just said i think he said that he was going to call my dad (laughs) no i I said i said i said 
she thinks people who are normally speaking are unintelligible and it leads to comedic value with her boss, whose name is Dr. Lester. So she brings her pet iguana with anemia Mm-mm. who dresses up like not a jester. Gonna lie, not going to lie. All I got was she pees and then you lost me. <laughs> right on the money. That's basically what I was insinuating. Cool. Oh, nice. Oh, you got me there, huh? You understood <laughs> me there, you dumb idiots. Fuck yeah. I'm not so some dumb is... Dr. Lester. <laughs> Fuck and off. And this dumb, this dumb old Dr. Lester gives John Cusack the jorb. Because John... his fingers are so fast. It's a filing company. He's a very good filer. It's a filing company, fingers. we have to say. It's a filing company on the seventh and a half floor of this building. I did building. say that. Sorry. It's Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Made a big deal of it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it for so long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I must have I must have been in one of my fugue states. That does well, happen. Anyways, during his time. orientation getting onboarded, he meets this fox of a woman, Maxine. And he takes a liking to Maxine, so he asks her out. They go on a date. But she's he... clearly like not that interested. He forces oh, it. Absolutely not interested yeah. at all. But he forces it. They go to a bar, and then she's he's like, yeah, I'm a puppeteer. Look at my fingers. And then she's like, yeah, no fucking chance, man. And then she goes drinks with the boys because she's one of the boys, you know? She's one of yeah. the boys. And then the next day at work, John Cusack falls into a hole. How does he find this hole? Well, he doesn't he's fall filing. in. Hey, yeah, he doesn't fall in. Okay. I'm, I'm getting there, man. I'm leading okay. up to it. Okay. He's filing. His fingers are moving. His fingers are moving fast. You know, he's nimble. You know, these puppets don't just dance. He... These puppets don't just dance by themselves. That's all I'm saying. Of course. But he did slip up slightly. Nobody's perfect. That's fine. He (laughs) drops a file behind one of the cabinets, and he he has to move the whole thing. So he moves the filing cabinet away, and he goes to pick it up. But wait, Tina, what's that? Sparky, what's that? Oh, what is it? It looks like there might be a little panel in the wall that's going to come off. Like it's sort of coming off of the wall like a panel on the wall. It is. It is a panel ah. on the wall that can that can come off. And uh, what does he do? He climbs he pulls down it off. that sucker. Oh, and sorry. there's a door back there. Oh, there's a small door back there. A little and tiny the first, door. First instinct you do when you see a tiny door besides open it. You crawl go in, in there. Yeah, you go into the tiny, claustrophobic, muddy, like sl- slimy tunnel and see right. what happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no and of course, it gets muddier as it goes. It gets wetter as it goes, and that's what you wanted. And then he does fall down and he gets sucked into, uh, he does get sucked into the mind of John Malkovich, in fact. Mm. Yeah. 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 And really he's... anticlimactic, really, you know? Yeah. And, and John Malkovich is eating, eating his toast. He's drinking his coffee. Breakfast time. Reading his Wall Street Journal, because he's fucking brainwashed by the liberal media. Um, uh... Nobody going to call me on that? Nobody going to yeah, call me? Yeah, I was me? actually just going to say that exact thing. I was going to say what? No objections? No objections <laughs> from the room? We're all good with that one? We're all going to sign off on the no Wall object. Street okay. Journal no, as liberal Everyone's fine media. with that, huh? Okay, so since no one said anything, that means you all said yes. Um, no silence means no. Well, I missed the start of this bit, so... 
<laughs> oh my god worst worst bit worst, worst sort of a bit to miss my friend yeah you just missed a little chunk of history you kind of signed off on some heinous shit that i said so yeah uh you know what i'm good. gonna go with sparky on this one oh, I'm okay with all right let's do it <laughs> that's that is not a good stance to take like trust no. me so john no. cusack no. gets shitted so. out onto the new jersey turnpike yeah, he's only in there for a few minutes, you know. Yeah, he can't hang to on exact. too long. And then he minutes. gets, and then he gets ejected. Um, and he's he's a changed man. He's a changed man because he was inside the mind of 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 John Malkovich, and John and he's Malkovich, a successful man, and he knows who he is, and that sort of assurance that comes with knowing that you're John fucking goddamn. Ivanovich Malkovich. Um, Is that really his middle name? Probably not. Probably would be a fucking buck wild way to name a Malkovich with Ivanovich. Ah, yes. Well, first instinct after falling from the sky onto the side of the New Jersey Turnpike is go straight back to the office and tell your coworker, Maxine. Yeah, Yeah, not your wife. It's Gavin. John Gavin Malkovich. What? Wait, does he tell his wife? Get the fuck out of town. No, I mean, he, yeah, he tells Maxine first, which is uh, weird. Gavin? Considering. Right. Gavin? Yeah, okay, Sparky, whatever, Maxine man. Maxine wants John Cusack to start selling tickets to the door Gavin! immediately. That is her first idea. The Gavin door, as we will now call it. <laughs> We're going to call it the Gavin door. <laughs> yeah. And he's apprehensive. You know, he doesn't really want to. He's not sure about it. Gavindor sort of sounds anyway. like a... Well... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. Gavindor sound, kind of sounds like a Super Smash Bros. character. Oh, it totally does. Gavindor. Gavindor. <laughs> Gavindor. Or, or like the shittiest Harry Potter house. Ten points to Gavindor. <laughs> Yeah, see, like that. This is gonna be the part where someone turns it off. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because Shit. people come here. People come here for serious, detailed synopses. Or what else are they here for? I just definitely don't think they come here for Harry Potter jokes. <laughs> when was the last time anyone went anywhere for a Harry Potter joke? It's like the number one podcast on Spotify, actually. Harry Potter jokes? Well, it's like a, a weird podcast. I've never actually listened to it, so it probably isn't Man. weird, but it's... Whoa, your voice got really low there. I was covering my mouth. Is your screen off? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't fucking look at you guys while I'm recording. I'll get too horny. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's understandable. It does happen. So, yeah, after he tells Maxine, he does, in fact, tell his wife. And his wife is like, I want to see it, which is fair. And he takes her and uh, she goes in. And let me tell you, she's loving it. She's loving it. And, uh, yeah, she she sort of feels like she feels like herself in there. You know, she really feels the power in there. Um, And then is it is it right after that that they go to the boss's house for dinner? Um, I think so. Let me yes. check my notes. Yeah, yeah. I, and and it was before soon. that they that he had gone to the Juiceteria with his boss to right. talk about his boss's sexual fantasies. Yeah, because his boss thinks that nobody can understand him because he has this terrible speech impediment, despite the fact that it is actually his receptionist with the reverse speech impediment, which is dropped almost immediately. Um, 
I, I just want to say, just for continuity's sake, put that down. She as comes a goof. back at the end. Spoiler. No, she does come back. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's actually pretty consistent. Okay, that's fine. Mark it off the goofs list. Um, well, one. Okay, I'll wait till the end till we talk about this. So his wife is going to the bathroom at Lester's house, and he's got so many fucking doors in this house. It's irresponsible. And she goes through the it's wrong like, and one. And they're not even like they're not even like properly aligned. Right, right. They're, they're just all, jumbled. They're cattywampus. That's what Absolutely. you expect from the CEO of someone who puts their business on the seventh and the half floor. It, it lowers overhead. Um, yeah, overhead I'm sorry is if, low. if somebody if somebody doesn't say it, we're sued. Um, she goes into a Malkovich room. Now, what's a Malkovich room? Is it a room inside of John Malkovich? No, silly. That would be preposterous. It's a room <laughs> covered wall to wall with pictures of John Malkovich. Uh, sort of like a timeline. A timeline, indeed. Days. Tracking the days of John Malkovich's life. And accomplishments. That's right, yeah. And and one could assume, I believe, that the people with access to this Malkovich door have been influencing his life. Thoughts on that? Uh, maybe, maybe, because that's what I was thinking. Because John Cusack finds that if he shouts while he's in Malkovich's head, he can influence Malkovich's thoughts and actions. Well, I think they talk well, about it later. I think they talk about it. I think they talk no, about it. But the guys who are buying tickets for it, when like during the business hours, um, I don't think they ever spend enough time in his head to really figure out like anything besides right. the fact that they're just watching through his eyes. Right. And they're probably so blown away by this like weird magical experience that they're just like, oh, whoa, I'm in John Malkovich's head. No, but yeah, then, I didn't. Like, I didn't mean the people he was selling tickets to. I mean like the people. We'll get to it at the end. Oh, <laughs> right. Wow. Um, yeah. Guys, we got to talk about that at the end because that's at the end of the movie. <laughs> we'll okay. Get there. Well, that's why I didn't say it. We'll get there. Um. So the next <laughs> point that I remember is. A uh, lot goes into John Malkovich. Such a hypocrite. I can't believe you got mad at that, Ryan. <laughs> in the past few episodes, I've been like, guys, we have to stay on track. And you guys are like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's not a narrative movie. It's not a narrative movie. Sorry. It wasn't a narrative movie. <laughs> it was. Magnolia had no straight narrative. It cut yeah. between it, three it narratives. Had a, yeah, but it had a through. Okay. Listen, I'm not actually mad about it, so it doesn't matter. I, nobody is actually mad about anything on this podcast. It's all just better, mate. But the point is, um, where were we? Uh, oh, right, Malkovich the... room. Oh, wait, you guys. What's that? I have a question. Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> um, oh, buddy. I have got an answer, buddy. Is, uh, is, um, mm, mm. Oh, who, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Oh, my God. The guy who was in, um... Yeah? The guy, oh my god, he's like... <laughs> he was in Of Mice and Men. Uh-huh. Um, oh my god, who was that guy? Who was it? Oh my, okay, oh no, is it? Uh, is Ice Cube in this? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, no. Is Ice Cube in this movie? I don't think Ice Cube is in this I movie. I didn't see him? Huh? Oh, man. Yeah. I am. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah, oh. I thought that I thought I had seen... I thought I saw him in one of the, no, in the it's sort of not Ice like, Cube. Not, obviously, he's not like a obviously he's not a character in the script. But I thought no. that I saw him in in no. the line or in the background of a scene or something, you know. So sue me. <sighs> Sorry, 
All right, hey, carry don't, on. Don't be mad, please. Because oh, when you're mad, it kind of ruins, it messes with the energy in the room. Uh, I'm, not time, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, do you have dwarves in your apartment, Ryan? <laughs> I don't think that's politically correct. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about dwarves. I'm talking about the mystical creatures. Uh, the ones that sing and mine in the forest. We mine in mines? We. Show yeah. me the beard. Show me the little hat or else you're a fraud to me and that's all. Shit. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> We're just a happy bunch of guys, you know, living in this apartment. Can't you be happy for me? And you know who else is happy in their apartment? Who's that? John Malkovich. Dr. Lester with his Malkovich room. And uh, Cameron Diaz does find it and she's like, whoa. And she doesn't really tell. She doesn't really tell anybody about it. Um, she no, keeps she it keeps herself. it to herself, and then she goes into John Malkovich's head and fucks Maxine. That's the right, next. That part. That does happen. That's the next part. I just wanted and to get. Next... Th- I felt like we we're really trying to chug to get there. I just wanted to say it. Sure, that's fine. Yeah. I I appreciate that. And Maxine. And then she gets in... Oh, never mind. Say... Oh, no, no, you can go for it, Ryan. Please. Uh, no, I well, love. What were you going to say about Maxine? Because I was going to say something else about Lottie. Then you should Cameron probably Diaz. go first. Well, I was going to say after banging. Maxine in John Malkovich's body. She gets addicted to it, man. Yeah, she gets she addicted loves it. to it. She loves it. She loves her. And she's like, John Cusack, I think I want a sex change. She has a real awakening. She does. And then not not as a direct response to that. I want to highlight that. This is in a later scene, but he does then... Um, since he's in love with Maxine, he thinks he does then get a gun and take it to his apartment and, uh, threaten his wife, Cameron Diaz, Lottie, until she gets into a cage with the monkey, Elijah. Yeah. And makes her call Maxine on the phone and make plans to meet with John Cusack, but he's going in her place. Right. And Maxine does not know. Because I do want to point out, I do want to point out, uh, at this point, Malkovich has found the Malkovich hole. That is also true. Yeah, Wait, yeah, that happened in between it? those two. Yeah, he went, he went, and he went into the Malkovich hole before that happened. Oh, and that's the best scene. That's my no, that, no, that, that hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. Are you sure? I'm a hundred percent sure because okay, all right, all right. It okay. is not until John Cusack fucks Maxine through Malkovich and finds out oh, that I he see. can control Malkovich's actions right. and make him say things. Right. Right. Um, because that causes Malkovich to go searching. And he follows and then he Maxine. Finds, yeah, and he, he does find Maxine. the hole. He finds the hole. And he goes inside. Leading up to my Miller highlight, the champagne of bits. <laughs> the one where we talked about our favorite bit. I mean, scene. John Malkovich enters the Gavin hole. Johnny goes into boy, the Boy, oh boy, hole. is there a lot to unpack in this. <laughs> because wow. you wonder, what would it like, what would it be like to enter your own mind and to see things from your own perspective? Because mm. mm. I'm already doing that, man. Or so I thought. 
because well, John Malkovich experienced something that I hope to never experience in my life, and that is going into a high-class dining experience, <laughs> but every single woman and child, man, waiter, and everyone in between is their normal body and self, but with a Malkovichian voice. Malkovich, Malkovichian Malkovich, Malkovich. Face, Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. And Malkovichian speech. Malkovich, Malkovich. Can I They're speak in Malkovichian? Can I can I give something a go in Malkovich, Malkovich? Malkovich, <laughs> do your best, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Mal. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, Malko- you fucked up, bro. Malkovich, Malkovich, <laughs> Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Mal- I the intro is too fast for me to Malkovich it. That's was, fair. Can I, I, can I try some? Can sure. I try a? Can I try an impression in Malkovich? And you guys, I'm ready. Let me know if you know who it is. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Thoughts? Um. Mm. Can I have three guesses? You can have as many guesses as you want. I'll, I'll. We can take hours if we want to. <laughs> no, what? Sparky and I get three guesses. Sparky, you go first. Um. Uh. Taylor Olson. No, uh, it's, wasn't it's trying a to famous use any person. person. Oh, it's a famous yeah. person. Why are you gonna bring her into this? She's pretty famous. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry. What? <laughs> she's famous. You said. <laughs> Are we going down that road? Is that what we're gonna pursue? Guess the impression. Who's talking? All, all of my roommates. Scream at them. <laughs> oh, do, 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 do. That's Yo. what they sound like. Whoa, buddy. Ah. Woof. I think that stabbed them. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Where were Diaz. we? I think you guys were guessing what my impression was. Yes, yeah, Cameron Diaz. Do you want me to? Do you, that was not correct. Do you want me to Let's do it one more time? One. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna try to do it better. <clears throat> I'm gonna take one earphone off so I can hear myself. <clears throat> Malkovich. 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 Oh, it's the Malkovich kid. Nah, sorry. <laughs> oh God, you sound like it was Michael Aaron, Jackson. Aaron. Oh wow, I was gonna say Eric Cartman. <laughs> Oft compared, similar men. <laughs> but yeah, he does go to the Malkovich room, um, or the Gavin room, as some call it. And yeah, it's good stuff. My favorite one is how there's that lounge singer that's like Malkovich, 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 and they're all Mal- John Malkovich's head. Mm. Yeah. So, good stuff. Yeah. Then he's like, "Yo, Charlie Sheen," because it, cu- it it doesn't cut away, but it does. He like gets out of his head. He lands on the Jersey Turnpike, and he's like, "John Cusack, what the fuck, dude? We gotta. My lawyers will be seeing you. I'm not getting in your car because uh." They set up like this shuttle service for all the boys who were going through it and paying for tickets to go into John Malkovich's head right. so that they go pick them up from this exact same spot on the New Jersey Turnpike. And um, then we later see uh, 
John Malkovich hanging out with none other than Charlie Sheen. I think we've seen that before, but it's okay. Well, the second time, because he's like, Charlie, bro, like, th- this is getting bad. Right. And then he's like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you sure you weren't stoned? And then yeah, he goes, you Charlie were stoned, Sheen, man. No help. And that's all we kind of hear about, like, the litigation behind the Malkovich. I mean, imagine trying to explain that to a court of law. <laughs> also, it, th- listen, the ball kind of does get rolling at that point because John Cusack just sort of takes over Malkovich's life at that point. He really does go whole hog yeah. with Maxine. And and he decides to really, really take control in that he turned his life around and John Malkovich became an incredibly successful puppeter. Puppeteer. Fuck your politically correct bullshit, Ryan. I'm going to say yeah, puppeter. Ryan. God hey, damn Ryan. It. You're such hey, a Ryan. fucking stooge, hey, man. Hey, hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. You were completely we right again. about that. You were completely we correct today? about that. No, Ryan, you were correct <laughs> about that. I'd like to say that this is my highlight. Ooh, hell yeah. Miller highlight. Me yelling at Ryan bits. or the no. puppeter? <laughs> the doc, the documentary. Mm. Ah, mm. yes. <laughs> There's a fantastic documentary that is all about John Malkovich's shift from an actor to a puppeteer. And it's fun. He grows out long hair. It's a puppeteer. He starts. <laughs> sorry, what was that? It's a puppeteer. Is that correct? Puppin, puppin Tegager. I don't even know if I'm right. Puppin I'm going to stick with it. Of course you're right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank God. You guys are correct. making me second guess myself. But yeah, it's very good. He starts teaching puppet classes, marionette classes, and he says to the guy that he has to cry or else his marionette is not crying. Mm. Deep. Deep. Makes you think. That is deep. Um, And it's also not good, really, because it's kind of almost John Malkovich's 44th birthday. And uh, let me tell you, that's when stuff gets solid. Because after his 44th birthday, his head can no longer be entered. Um, and the the door is passed on to his progeny, as it were. So so Lottie is... She visits uh, Dr. Lester. She needs some answers, you know? Oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> Let me just jump back again. Okay. As my oh. real highlight, Miller highlight, Ooh, I totally okay. forgot about this scene. Oh, my God. The flashback that we get... From Elijah. Who's oh, Elijah, you may man. ask? <laughs> Elijah's this monkey that they that lives with them. And I think by well, now we know who Elijah is. We've talked about <laughs> Elijah in depth. <laughs> yeah. Who is Elijah, you ask? No one asked. Elijah is this <laughs> monkey that lives with John Cusack at Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And John Cusack made the crucial mistake of leaving Elijah in the monkey cage. With his tied-up wife, Cameron Diaz. Right. M- meaning, there's someone there with opposable thumbs that aren't tied up, baby. <laughs> someone. <laughs> Yo, yeah, Elijah's and, my boy. And, and Cameron Diaz gives him the eyes of fear, as some like to call it. She's scared as hell. Her mouth is duct-taped. And she looks at him, and Elijah gets a little glint in his eye. Yeah, cue the, the flashback. They're back in the jungle of unknown origins and 
There's it's just Elijah. Elijah. It's just Elijah. He's running. Cameron There's Diaz Elijah, is not there. <laughs> Elijah and his parents. And in monkey speak with subtitles, thank, thankfully, because I don't, I don't speak monkey. Right. Ape. I don't, yeah, you know, I don't speak screech. Um, we see his parents screaming, Elijah, untie us. Untie us. Come on. And then he, he goes to start untying them, but they were kidnapped. They were taken. They were caught in a net and taken away from Elijah forever. So this this was a hard hard scene for Elijah to encounter, you know, reliving mm. his troubled past. Mm. Right. And I right. just really liked the thought of thought of that. I don't know. Sure, Not... no. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was absolutely pointless. I think that if you showed me a monkey untying a knot, I would believe in a second that the monkey knew how to do that without any doubt. And you do not need to show me his parents dying. You just need to be some redemption arc for a monkey. Right? Mm. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. So yeah, Elijah does free Cameron Diaz. And then she goes and visits Dr. Lester, who then gives her the whole origin story of the door and who he really is. He shows his true colors. And it turns out that he is the guy who initially founded the business in the seventh and a half floor many, many, many years ago. And in fact, he used the door to get into Dr. Lester's body. And he now uses the door to get into John Malkovich's body. Or he plans to. Right. And in, and in fact, he plans to bring a whole group of old people with him. A whole gaggle of elders. Simple folk. They don't need a they don't need a screen and a and a lamp and a and a heated blanket. They they sustain themselves off of the mighty earth. Um, no, they're and all nobody. What? Nobody what can take about? that away from them. No, they're all rich because people. they are the children of God. No, they're rich. What? They're rich people. They're all rich people. No. We're old, simple folk. We're no, good. it's not. We're good people. They're not. They're all rich people that know Lester. I don't know where you're getting this salt of the earth up. bullshit. Shut up. Oh. oh. Shut up, you, you, you liar. Okay. Fiend. Oh. Foul beast. Oof. Back. Uh. Back. Back. I say. Okay, back. And okay. I... Okay. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that you backed off. That you went back when I asked you to get back off. Thank you. All right. Is that the rest of the movie? No. That's pretty because much good. <laughs> after, because then the whole thing where he takes him over happens, and then he's a puppeteer for eight months, and they're like, listen, it's almost his 44th birthday. We got to get stuff done. So they formulate a plan. Dr. Lester, a.k.a. Captain Meter, a.k.a. all these other old people, a.k.a. Cameron Diaz, they hatch a plan where they threaten to kill Maxine. And also, this whole time, Maxine has kind of lost her love for the whole John Malkovich thing. She misses Lottie, you know? Right, right. But she wants pregnant. to be back with Lottie. But she's, she is pregnant, that's true, with Malkovich's baby. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so they hatch a plot. They threaten to kill Maxine. And John Cusack says, don't do it. I'll come, I'll come, I'll come. Or, no, they want him to come out of the Malkovich head, right? That's right, the term. right, right. So he says he agrees. He does it. He leaves. Um... And then all the old people take over Malkovich's head. And uh, it's a bad day for uh, John Cusack. Maxine meets Lottie and him at the Jersey Turnpike, but they leave and they leave John Cusack on the side of the road, which he deserves. He's a bad guy, scummy, 
scummy little scummy little jerk and uh then uh he does in fact choose to continue going back to this malkovich hole door uh in order to watch their lives through their daughter who is now the vessel mm. of the door no i thought he got stuck so, okay but how this girl. But how how would he have gotten stuck okay. though he got out there was better ways for me to avoid that um <clears throat> I know what uh, you mean because they, they did kind of explain it like that, but I don't yeah, get how so like, he would have gotten stuck. No, because so when the door cl- when one door closes, another door opens, Constantine. But because it was fucking yeah, was, nothing. That was nonsense. I to was me. getting there. You guys okay, hurry up. up. Ten hurry seconds up. into hurry the conversation. Up. Get the expedient. Yeah. Wow. All right. So the sec once the the first door closes on the forty fourth birthday, that means the consciousness has been officially transferred, which is why Lester was able to take over current Lester. He was able to transfer from his old self from founding Lester Corp to being the new Doctor Lester, and then he transferred into John Malkovich, and then he takes over John Malkovich on the forty fourth. But if you miss that deadline, you go into the kid, and I guess you just kind of get trapped in there. That was what the book, the textbook said. We saw a textbook. It described that. So if with... you've so if you've ever gone into the vessel and then he turns 44, you get stuck in the kid? I guess so. But that yeah. doesn't make sense because Lottie does not do that. Lottie chose not to go in. But she did go in. She marries Maxine with but, the girl. But But why wouldn't she get stuck in the kid? No, I'm saying he went in after the door closed. How? And then once once Malkovich's he... door closed, because he turned 44, and Lester right. and the old people went in. Yeah, but how did then how did John Cusack go into the door if it was closed? He was like stuck. I don't know. He it just yeah, like so you don't know. You don't know, right? That's gonna be awful on the ears. <laughs> Yeah, it's it is confusing, but the the conclusion is that John Cusack is stuck in this little girl's mind, forced to watch Maxine and Lottie be in love forever. Um, and he deserves it. He's scummy little loser, uh, little sweaty grease ball of a man. No, she he gets stuck in Emily. He gets stuck in the daughter. That's, That's what, what I said. Fuck, I'm <laughs> you so don't dumb. listen at all. God damn you literally it. have not heard a single thing. He's pulling an old Ryan. I am pulling a Ryan. I'm very distracted, and I apologize. I'll cut that out. It's okay. <laughs> Don't. You better not. <laughs> um. Well, that's it for the narrative. Do we have an ad? I think we have an ad. Yeah, we got an ad. 99100 this week brought to you by uh, a little scrap of paper. A little scrap of paper. Have you ever been on the cell phone with your insurance broker, and you got to yes. write something down, and you need a little scrap of paper? Every single time. Well, boy, have I got a product for you. A little scrap of paper. This is uh, this is a little bag. You can buy it, mm-hmm. and it's full of little bits of paper. Right. Um, and you take the bag with you to places, and then you always have a little bit of paper. Right. They, uh, and, you know, they aren't, these aren't, I'm not talking about, like, perfect squares of paper or anything. Not, these aren't post-it notes. No, they're little scraps of paper. Yeah, these are torn. These are, like, sort of haphazardly torn from a notebook or... Like, it's like the back of, like, your voter. Like, they send you, like, that junk where they're like, is this your address? And it's like, yeah, this is my address. I got the letter, right? Yes. So I don't I, need to send it back. I have been <laughs> I have been using their product for many years, and I have yet to come across a time where I needed a little scrap of paper, real quick, 
and run out of room. The scraps of paper right. are always just the perfect size. And new this year for 2020, um, uh, little scrap of paper is offering free no-contact home installation where their data scientists go through your house, they watch you sleep, you put up webcams, you put up cameras, they figure out where you are course, when you're on the course. phone. And this is normal. All normal, all free. Um, and then they will pay for you to go to Sandals, Jamaica um, nice. for three nights. Wow. Ooh, I've always wanted to go to Sandals, those commercials. And uh... while you're gone, their team of little dwarves, the mythical kind, not the other, um, <laughs> will come to your house and they will strew about little scraps of paper where you need them most. And the best part is if you use the code 99100, uh, you'll get 15% off on that uh, on that at-home 2020. Little scrap of paper. Shit, do you have a little Dot- scrap of paper I could use? Little scrap uh, of paper. Yes, I do. Hey, guys. Yeah, what's up, man? Who's the boss? Charlie Sheen. Oh, damn, that's strong. Hmm. Make your case. Hmm. All right, because uh, <clears throat> this movie is about John Malkovich, right? Sure. Yes. Ostensibly. Roughly. Right, it's a like basically about John Malkovich. I would say that if I had to put the 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 plot of this movie into three words, it would probably be like, um, John Gavin Malkovich, exactly. Yeah, John Gavin Malkovich. Right. Thank um, you. So, I would say that Charlie Sheen is the boss because he, John Malkovich, goes to Charlie Sheen for advice. So as Essentially, the 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 plot of the movie is being controlled by this other guy, Charlie Sheen. Here's the thing. I do have another case. I have a different proposal, and I also have rebuttals against what Ryan said. Can I see my rebuttal first? Yeah. I would argue Charlie Sheen is placed in the film as an obvious person for us to disagree with. He's the guy who says to John Malkovich, you were stoned. You were just stoned, man. And we know that was wrong. So I don't think Charlie Sheen is really in any sort of boss-like position. I think who is a boss in this film, maybe even a girl boss. And that's Maxine. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you why. This whole time, Maxine is just skipping around not a care in the world she is she the whole film she plays with lottie and freaking john john cusack whose name is craig by the way he doesn't matter at all he's He's the least consequential human being ever and that's why we didn't even say his character name until now and and maxine is just like she doesn't even move a finger they do it all for her and she's just like this queen and and even though she did so many awful things by the end, she still gets on top. Mm. And I feel like I made nearly the exact same argument for someone else recently. And it's sad that that is that has become my metric of who the boss is. But I think I think it is. Jolly good. Um, Jolly good. <laughs> um, 
No, you're wrong. It's Lester. Lester's the boss. Clearly, I guess obviously. factually, objectively, yeah, he is. He is not only the boss Shit. boss, um, but he is, um, he's the boss. He makes it all happen. He's an eternal being. He so does I make guess. it all happen. He's a literal god sea captain that built an office building to find an interdimensional portal. And at the end, he does, uh, he does try to get Charlie Sheen in on the portal on the next round right. of portals. Right, right. He's a bit of a boss. You know, I'll give it to you, Sparky. I'll give I'll take that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'll even say he could at some point and will at some point soon become a girl boss since he will inhabit Emily. One day. Yeah, one day. One for the future, huh? I just prayed. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I very just took a one a day me. multivitamin. My thing is that I can pray faster than anybody. <laughs> I get it done. Fastest prayer in the fucking West. You yeah. go to confession, and he's like 10 Hail Marys and, and um, three rosaries. And you're fucking done before that clown is out of the booth. Bam. You're so fucking quick. It's like whatever, speedy over here. God doesn't even like hear it. He just feels it. He's I just have like rug burn. I have rug burn because I'll run into the church and then do a slide like I'm on a baseball field. Slide on the church <laughs> right rug. Into the, right into the box. Slide in on the church rug into the box. God yeah. is just going about his day, you know, making making rainbows and hurricanes, you know, light and dark, all that stuff. Um, and he's just like walking by and he's talking with Nicodemus or whatever the fuck. And he's just like, oh, shit. And Nicodemus is like, what's wrong, God? Um, and and he's just like, Tino prayed 33 times just now. And Nicodemus is like, in four steps? That's insane. He's like, no, one half step. And, and then Nic- in the middle of God's sentence, just this 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 ball of prayers just shoots up through the clouds. And <laughs> God is blasted <laughs> off into the sky. <laughs> oh, man. Prayer Missile starring Tino Mickens coming 2021. Um Fuck. God, what else do we do on this show? I forgot. Um, you always I mean, forget about me. You here's what I would like here's what I'd like to know cuz I don't really care I don't really care what if they had a gun. I don't really care what would happen if they had a gun. My right. question is let's what do you think would happen if you fired a gun in this Malkovich hole Gavin door ooh big head. Mm. Okay, well here's the thing about that. Okay. I think it's kind of like being in a big old flesh suit. Now, hear me out, because that sounds absolutely disgusting. Of course. I think all objects on you become, like, intangible. You are part of his consciousness. So if you bring a gun, if you bring a gun in there, you just don't... Oh, yeah, because at the beginning, he brings that plank of wood in with him. And it's gone. It's gone. That's true. Right. He's like, is this, where is it? Is it in his head? Is it by the Jersey Turnpike? I don't know, but I don't have it. Hmm. So, but theoretically, if you got a gun in there, you fire just right at the screen, this big old screen that you're looking at, like the sunken place type situation. You just fire a gun. Hmm. Is it going to crack? Is it glass? Here's what I think. Does he die? No, that's acne, buddy. Here- <laughs> Acne is portal bullets. 
Um, yeah. That's just science. Um, no, I think I think really what it is, I think really what it is, is, you know, Charlie Kaufman has sort of concocted this world, you know? Concoffment. That's <laughs> just... Oof. I have to that leave. Like, I have to go. Yeah. That was like I have to leave. No, that right. was hey, like listen. God given oh, no, me a I, I actually listen. I, I wanted to get out early, so I will be seeing you guys on the flip side. Deuces. Love you. Oh, fuck it. Fine. I was gonna make some dumb joke about video games, but fuck that. Ryan, rap, rap. God damn it, Ryan. Oh, also, uh, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Yo, what's I up, man? With your girlfriend. Oh. You? Oh. Yeah. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, now that he's gone, we can really motor through this last part. So fucking let's rip it, Ryan. All right. Oh, is he really gone? I think he might he really back? be gone. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a second. No, we're Looking going. In. We're All right. No, but I like it when everyone's here, you know? I do too, Excuse but me. he fucking walked out on us, bud. It's hitting too close to home. No, do it, bud. He's gone. Hey, buddy. Look who decided to come back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dragging his tail between his legs and whatnot. Look at him putting those <laughs> headphones on slowly, bending down to the microphone rec- and looking at me. Are you going to record the rest of the podcast in doggy style? Don't. Is that what you wanted? No. <laughs> I don't not... know what I wanted, but it wasn't that. <laughs> you didn't want me to do that? No, but I do want to rap, so sit down. Woof, woof. Eat your bones. You don't like it when I act like a dog? Eat your kibble. Wow. Lap up your water. Fine. Because you're in the doghouse. Brought it back. Oh my god. I hate it when I'm in the doghouse. You know that. Oh, all I hear is woof, woof, woof from the fucking doghouse. Yeah, and all I hear is Ryan's girlfriend in my head going on a long monologue. She's going on a long monologue about how tiny your fingers are. Real classy, man. Yeah. All right, rap time. <laughs> Headed into Lester Corp for all your filing needs. Men with the speech impediment. Going through the motions, doing idling deeds. Got a short floor with low ceilings with mixed sentiment. Makes a place for low feelings. Increasing the insanity, the crazy mind it feeds. Ha! <laughs> it's a floor with low overhead. It's a floor with short... Wait, what's wrong? Was it something I said? This man is crazy, living out his wildest fantasies, reimagining them with puppets, can't you see? Being inside someone else's skin, kind of creepy. In love with Maxine, why can't we be more than friends? Don't really know how I intended on doing that, but I did it anyways. Just wait till the end. (laughs) Just wait till the end because I'm John Malkovich. It feels like I've been popping pills because I'm out of it. John Cusack loves the sound of that. Living his puppeteer fantasy, he was about to quit. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Out of my bed. Lottie is the only one... What's going on in your head? It's a takeover. It's a crazy Malkovichian makeover. Cusack has to remain covert to avoid being laid over, and he's paid over this immoral fantasy while Lester and his old friends live in mortality. It's blasphemy. That's the end. That was like the whole movie anyways. Yeah, that was good, man. That was, that was really succinct. Very concise. Love it. Um, hey, 
We're running out of time, so I'm going to ask for the legs, and I know that you like to joke around and give us a bunch of other bullshit we don't ask for. Right, right, right. This whole little bit. We've been doing a bit. We've been doing this bit this whole time. And we we scream at you, but we're really, really running out of time. So you just got to give us the legs, and then we'll all go home, okay? Please. Pretty, pretty, please, two cherries on top with a bunch of chocolate sauce. I got some diced up nuts in there. I put more ice cream on the top because I'm feeling like a gross little boy. Whoa. I, what? Whoa. He's doing yeah, a whoa. I sort of, movie. I sort of let it melt come down. Come on, come on, and then come on. I, and then come on. I, let's, go, let's go, and then, let's go. Oh, $637,000. Right. Oh, Not a lot. fuck me. Domestic share. Okay. A domestic Quite a bit. share? It broke, it broke I'm not, budget. Production budget was $13 million. Share. I don't want to share at all. I don't want to share. Adjusted. Ah, I made want forty it all. million dollars and all the, the legs. legs. Oh, oh my god! God, fucking finally, like an eternity. I'm so excited. <clears throat> May I have your attention, please? It's Did somebody here. leave their legs on the floor? Mine. Because these ones aren't there. Because these are sky high, coming in at nine point seven eight. Whoa! Whoa! Nine point seven eight is the biggest non. Uh, non Galapagos movie we've had. I mean, how many did Galapagos have? Like a hundred and fifty some yeah. bullshit. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. It was just on another goddamn level. Nine point seven eight. Come on, that's what I like to call a cult classic. Nine point seven eight. Fucking intense, dude. Hey, Malcolm Rowe. This is a, a Merlot. I love this movie. It, this is the best wine I've ever had. It's a Merlot. It's a top shelf Merlot. Big fan of this fucking movie. Great fan of this flick. I laughed out loud. I cried in silent. And I actually, um, I coughed in airplane mode, if you can believe it. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't even. I know laughed it. out loud. I cried I in silent, Sparky's and I just... coughed in airplane mode. Yeah, me and Ryan are over here in 3050. Sparky's <laughs> in 18, 1869. I'm way back there. Thinking in Bluetooth. Um, I didn't hear what you it. said, Ryan, but you seem triumphant about it. I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll hear it later. Well, that's gonna do it <laughs> for being John Malkovich. A great movie, great flick. We had a lot of fun here. Um, sorry, I was a little, I was a little spaced out. Um, I blame, uh, I have nobody to blame but myself. I love you, boys. I think, I think you're a stone cold chiller, Sparky. Uh, I don't think you need to say shit about it. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, he did go to space camp one time. I did twice. Yeah, and that was actually pretty lame. Twice, 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 and I won. Sparky, if it's okay, I'm going to take back the stone cold chiller badge. (laughs) (laughs) You're like gripping onto it. You won't, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to. Give it okay. It makes me feel okay. good inside. Well, <laughs> that was. I think I just peaked. Our next. <laughs> that's gonna do it for number eighty, being John Malkovich, and we're gonna get to number seventy-nine. Our next movie next week, which is The Iron Giant. No way. Yeah, the nineteen ninety-nine so classic Brad Bird helmed two D animated flick. Let oh me pull God. up the log line on. Iron Giant. I'm so glad we're finally starting to get good movies. Oh, man. Well, unfortunately, I think that that fucking disappears real quick. It's okay. It's a, it's a sign of what's to come. Um, 
It's the calm before the storm. A young boy Yard. befriends a giant robot from outer space that a paranoid government agent's agent wants to destroy. Ace. Makes sense. Alien robots and whatnot. Terrifying. It's pretty topical. Find out next week. On... 99 100 that's not how we said it we're, we're uh, the best podcast in the world I've been your hair and and I've been your pinstripe host Tino Mickens and I'm no longer upset oh that's great news I'm we Ryan. came around full circle like that. that's tight dude alright bye